Welcome to episode 400. You did it. Amazing. 400, dude. I remember texting you and I'm like, hey, uh, make that 300 logo. <laughs> that was, you remember for the episode 300? Yep. Now 400, dude. Wow, that's it. Seems like it hit pretty quick. Um, it was actually slower than the last 100. We kind of took like a month and a half break for like a road trip. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we took a hiatus for a little bit, but still 400 in like under two years. That's pretty good, man. And actually, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So I got a confession to make for everybody. Number 400, you probably heard me hint at this before, but I don't really, I was never enjoying the podcast. You know, I like connecting with people. I like having deep conversations with people. I don't like having things time blocked on my calendar that, that messes up my flow during the day because sometimes it takes me all morning to get into flow, like through exercise and meditation and all this stuff. And then having an interruption in the middle of my day, it's, it's too big of a pattern interrupt and it throws me off for the rest of the day. But uh, now 400 episodes in, actually really enjoy it i really enjoy it uh, i like connecting with people we've met some amazing people that have come on the podcast that have mentored us you know some people we've met on twitter facebook clubhouse and now they're really good friends of ours it's been a really cool fun ride man i, I really have enjoyed it it was way more than i could have expected but yeah this when i remember this was all your idea and this is like i think this is one of the best things that i've ever enjoyed in business in my life is the podcast i needed to do it but it was one of those things where like, I really fell in love after I did it and glad I did it. So it was like no regrets after it. I think it's made me a better speaker, negotiator, teacher, all the above. Just because I, I feel like it takes not necessarily skill, but maybe patience to hear your own voice for 30 to 45 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, maybe asking the right questions. Maybe a better listener at some times. Not that I'm a better listener all the time, but <laughs> a better you know- listener. Hey, I didn't have really good listening skills, man, honestly, before the podcast. And because uh, like some other person saying and you're anticipating what you're about to say next. So you're kind of not listening to the person and you'll hear some interviewers do it. So a skill that I learned in, in all these episodes is I can be listening to somebody actively listening, still thinking about what I might say and kind of not even caring about that or thinking about it and then let them finish their sentence. I can engage with what they just said again and, and take that just one step further. And then you can back it up. Hey, you know, six minutes ago or so, you said, can we just touch on that real quick before we move on? So I didn't used to be able to dance around like that in my head, like to continue with what we're talking about and then also back up to something from before because now I'm already on a different train of thought and I couldn't turn back. But literally, like there's different pathways in my head now that have allowed me to do that. And I, it was specifically from the podcast because nothing else would have made that big of a change. So pretty cool. Us with ADD have a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, it really is funny, though, because, like, I would, like, the speaker's talking, I would have the question, and, then like, and when I first started, I would totally forget the question, because he'd go to the whole new subject, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let me ask this question, too, and I'm totally forget. <laughs> it's just, like, get harebrained, and you're like, I wanted to ask you about this, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you're thinking forward, so that's something cool that I learned, something that I've, I've noticed. I've noticed you grow as a person. I've seen you grow from, like, kind of, like, a, maybe a shy kid. And then now all this time later, I'm hearing you on some podcasts or we're just like on a call, like a networking call, coaching call. And I'm like, man, this guy really knows his stuff. So I've, I've also seen you evolve over the years and it's, it's been a big, big transition for you. And so I applaud you for that, man. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, you've heard me say it a hundred times on the podcast or on the clubhouse. Like I never have to check on Daniel, man. Daniel's a, he's a, a workaholic. If you wonder what he's doing in his life, like he's putting in work when you're not like 10 times more to building systems and processes. So uh, it's been a pleasure to work with you, man. You're a freaking animal. I don't know who else would have took on this, you know, heavy cup with me. So I'm just glad you did, man. Thank you. This show is sponsored by Hive Mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. 
It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the Hive Mind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. Something I think is crazy about like people that have big brands or even developing brands is like all the effort that goes in the background that no one ever sees. As much as you're in the front negotiating contracts, like there's a bunch of stuff in the background. I texted I text you yesterday, like, oh, we got podcast reviews. And like, we got to ask for more podcast reviews. So I asked more podcast reviews and we got more podcast reviews. So if you like this episode, please go leave us a podcast review. So we got to actively ask for it. Because if you don't ask for it, you don't get them. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love the way that you can never turn it off. And I suffer from the same illness myself. Like I'm here doing things, working on the yard or something. I'm like, oh, I need to go write this down. Oh, I need to go knock this out. I need to make this phone call. So that's what I'm saying. So like once I'm in my zone of like knocking things out nothing should be able to take me away from that because once you once you do like and it might i might not be able to get back into that same zone so when you had texted me earlier and you said hey can you shoot the the episode 400 tonight i'm like you know what yeah because i felt it i felt it in my blood i felt like i'm in the zone right now i know if i go lay down i'm not gonna be able to sleep it's, i think it's after midnight right now yeah it's after, after midnight in texas and i feel like i'm supercharged man i couldn't be able to sleep right now what's funny is, is that i'll have like new editions of oh i need to build this campaign or edit this campaign because of this results and i have at the weirdest time like i have to go do this right now because if i don't do it now i'll forget <laughs> <laughs> exactly dude yeah I make a list. Uh, I'll write it on the bathroom mirror with a with a dry erase marker. It drives my wife crazy. But that's where like the if I have five or ten super important things, that's where I just write it. And as I knock them out, I just cross them off. And now, okay, these three, I got to knock these. Oh, dang, I got this one. Usually what I got to do, I have to get to it where I can see it or else I'll forget about it. What's fun with having a team, though, is uh, this is a funny story from, I think, earlier. This it was like last Friday or something. And uh, I was doing something and I did it myself, which I do. I do. I try not to do, but I still do it. So I messed up like a, almost 200 contacts and I changed their name. And I'm like, hey, Gene, can you fix this? And he's like, uh, we can't fix it automatically. All right. Well, I guess somebody got to manually fix my problem because <laughs> I made a big problem. <laughs> Oh no. So still still you still mess up, but luckily you have a team in place to kind of help you out with certain things whenever you need to get stuff done. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Uh, the way that you're you're working on the machine 24-7, but sometimes it's not necessarily you, right? Because you have the correct people in place. Uh-huh. I think you've, you've done a phenomenal job in automation back in. It's like whenever somebody comes on board with the CRM or they, they get around us and they see what we're doing, it's like we're, we're building what we're asking you to build, right? So if you, if you took our formula, maybe it's not the top number one best formula ever, but it works. And people can take it and implement it and it will also work for them. I would love to see people following your footsteps in that regard to be able to bring on people so that you are truly automated. And I know you do a lot of troubleshooting and putting out fires, but you've done a pretty amazing job at like automating the graphics and the posts and the social media posts. That's a lot of work, man. That's a, that's a lot of effort and a lot of coordinated effort. Yeah. And this is where like, I, I think, I think on two different fronts, it's like you automate with people and you automate with systems. So you always want to do systems first as much as you can. Then you automate with people after that, because some things always have to be done by people. And I think you even do it well too. Like, you like, Hey, go put some posts, put a sign up. <laughs> like we'll find somebody to put a sign up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll find the manpower, that's for sure. We'll find the manpower, like in the middle of nowhere. I need it. We needed somebody to go do drone shots on a in a lot in Marshall, Texas, and we found somebody like thirty minutes to do it. Like Marshall, Texas, next to Louisiana, where nobody goes. We can find somebody in thirty minutes to do it the next day. Somebody's there. Yeah, somebody's in the area. I, th- I think we've been seeing it more and more now with like the Hive Mind Network. So I w- I've been getting leads in this one corner of Texas that I have never even been working because I'm just not interested in it and I'm not good at it because I haven't had a lot of leads from there. Luckily, we have a man on the ground there and. Now, recently, I've been sending him my leads that I get in that area. Bam, picked up a little deal for like 400K. That's probably worth, you know, almost double that. So, you know, I don't know if we're going to try to wholesale it or take it down or double close on it or what, but very unique, awesome opportunity just from having a network that work, operates in that area. So it's not like we're not competing with other people in the hive mind. Like those are our people. And so now we're going to do an assault on another Texas area that I'm really interested in. And we only have one man on the ground there. So today we decided, hey, let's set up a marketing campaign campaign with this gentleman and let's get him in front of a ton of land leads. He's he's down to go drive them, look at stuff, measure stuff, meet people, shake hands, print out paper, sign contracts. So now, you know, what was what was a hive mind designed to be in the first place, right? A network of individuals operating like in sync. So now we're in this new market that we have never been in before. But now that we have a man established there, now we can penetrate into that market. How, you know, how wide is it going to go? I don't know, but I really like this area and I'm going to go really hard in it now. Um, but we wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, you could still do the virtual thing, but I think nothing beats having a trusted man on the ground, especially if they're willing to put in their time, energy, capital, all that stuff. And this guy knows nothing, right? And he's ready to run our main campaign for that whole entire area. I mean, that's the hive mind right there in effect. Like it's live. Like that's how it behaves. It, no, it's really cool having a boots on the ground because then you can have uh, some a contact, you know, walk to sell it through a contract. And the, what brings us to mind is Florida. We had a deal in Loxhatchee, Florida. Never even been in that part of California. And DeAndre's like 30 minutes away. He's like, oh, I'll go sign the contract with him. And he's answering questions with the seller, <laughs> doing all this man, stuff. Dre, man. Dre's a day one. Yeah, man, <laughs> the guy's killing it. Everything he touches turns to gold. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool to have, like, people you trust on the ground everywhere is priceless, pretty much. I feel, I feel it feels pretty amazing. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. You know, we talk about this all the time, the way we talk about like uh, the same way you might build a machine, right? Like let's say Elon Musk builds machinery, right? He builds the factory that builds the machinery that connects to the software. Um, I think a hive mind that the machine that we're building is, is very similar, right? But there's no physical location for it, right? It's kind of built in cyberspace. The machine is cranking out leads. The, the machine is bringing in publicity. It's bringing in reviews. It's a, it's a pretty well-oiled machine, man. I think we built something amazing. Yeah. Um, brand branding. Uh, I met with somebody today, and I told them about the power of branding. And like um, people, I made a joke on Twitter with somebody else today too. They're like, "Oh, uh, I do a bunch of mailers, and I get the good results." And I'm like, "Hey, you should try spending zero dollars. It's pretty nice." Like, <laughs> How so? How so? And then I I, I posted the tweet underneath as you ask daily. <laughs> you you ask daily. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it, man. Think about it. Think about what we've accomplished, right? The hive mind was designed to be a lead engine, like a deal engine, a deal machine. Day one, right? Uh, I spent like 25, 30,000 or so. And now, you know, 400 podcast episode in five years later, our marketing cost is like positive cash now. Now our marketing expenses, it doesn't come out of our own pocket. Now we're like cash flow positive from our marketing efforts, which means our leads are not only free, our leads are also paying us as they come in now. So this is the type of machine that we're talking about that, that we've been talking about for 400 episodes um, that we, we would like to see you duplicate and create. And you don't have to do the exact same strategy, but it's like, why, why fix what's already working? 
right? You crank the leads out. We have a bunch of cool different disposition strategies. You train a team, you get those teams fired up, you get them as smart as possible, and then you dump the lead flow on them. And now you take a brand new person and now you get them into deals. So I think it's a perfect business model. It behaves like a multi-level marketing model, right? Multi-level marketing, you got to distribute a product. But with this, like we're distributing information, right? We're distributing our knowledge uh, amongst the people. Some of them adapt it and they, they, they get in with us, they lock arms with us and we do deals. And then some people kind of goes over their head and they just wander off. And the next thing you know, they're selling life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> that was a shot at somebody. What was it? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, oh, dang, somebody fell off and went and sold life insurance. No, I just see it on, on Facebook. You know, uh, everybody's like a wholesaler and then the wholesaling business crashes. Now everybody's like chasing hell roofs, you know, so now everybody's a roofer, like just trying to like stay relevant. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be an influencer on Friday. So <laughs> um, I feel like, I feel like when they go to real estate, they always go to insurance or they always go to life insurance or roofing. Like you said, it's like, it's like one of the two things. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. Without leads, it's a tough gig. So you turn on your lead engine, you get enough lead flow, you get enough deals in the pipeline, and uh, you know you kind of learn to grow your wings, right? I think in a, in a lot of ways, we're still growing our own wings, but I think we've come a long way. We've done some uh, amazing deals, crazy deals. Actually, there's a guy, Trenton, here. He's an uh, agent here in San Antonio. And uh, man, he's like, sometimes you're talking and I kind of can't even understand what you're saying no more, but then I'll go home and I'll research it later. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, dang, I guess it is a little complex. <laughs> he was writing up some contracts for us today. And he, somebody in his office is like, what are you working on? I don't know. This guy said to write a contract and I could get a point out of the deal. But he doesn't want me to negotiate or nothing. He just wants me to write the contract up. It's like, really? You don't have to talk to anybody? You don't have to negotiate? No. Man, I hope I get a client like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he told us. <laughs> like they're just gonna just pay you just for writing the contract yeah oh dang so that made me happy man it made me proud like i didn't even know i was just i didn't even know that was a cool thing and other agents were like what the heck is that so we do a lot of cool stuff man I, there's, there's agents there's agents starving out there bro <laughs> <laughs> giving away points like nothing <laughs> <laughs> you need a point you need a point <clears throat> all right let's do it if there's enough room for everybody man if there's enough room for everybody um so, my, the, like I said, I have a, a man on the ground in this. I'm just trying to keep this area private right now while we beat it up before we tell everybody. But I have a man on the ground there. I got a lead. I put up the earnest money, the EMD. We do Gator funding now. So we have a lot of capital that we can uh, deploy into deals. So if you do need help with a deal, this is short-term stuff. There's no flips. There's no long-term. This is like 24 hours to 30 days tops. Uh, Gator funding. We have a, a ton of funds. And I'm not saying that's ours, not capping. Uh, we have a pretty big network. We've been doing a lot of fundraising, right? Uh, we're looking at raising for one project increments of $1 million. So, you know, we're, we're starting to, you know, venture out a little bit, but for where we are now, um, like I said, we're just, we're just trying to put one foot in front of the other and keep growing. Yeah. That's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting days these days. Yeah. Uh, so I feel, I, like, I feel like our team's grown exponentially overnight. Yeah. From like last year to this year has been pretty crazy. It feels like. No, it's good, man. Like I said, we 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 I think we delivered on our promise. We said, hey, if, if you're in this area and you're the number one man there, you know, let's let's work. So, like I said, this gentleman, we gave him a free lead, four hundred thousand dollar lead. He sells it. He takes half of whatever I take. You know, so not too bad of a, a introduction for somebody to say, here, here's a million dollar deal. Just call me when he when he gets paid. And like, that's what we talked about for all these years. That's what we designed. It's like the people that are contributing to the machine, they're the ones when something comes in your area, that's all you. And maybe it's only one deal for the year, but maybe it's a hundred grand or two. 
You know, um, Jasmine's had our back already now for a year and a half, and she's about to get a big pop, right? She might get herself a little 50-pounder um, for doing nothing except bringing the lead. So it pays to stay connected to the machine, man. I'm pretty proud of what we're building. You know, like I don't think anybody and maybe in her whole family has never seen that kind of bread on a single check. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Uh, definitely a lot of opportunity in front of us. I kind of want to cover um, some cool episodes from three to four hundred. If you're interested in that, I do on a subject that Anthony will know to go and cover it. When we cover it here in a second, but um, some of my favorite episodes that I did, and now Anthony might have been on some of these, but um, one of the one we're saved for last is the one we're, we're going to cover after, and kind of segue into the next part. But um, episode three eleven. The Art of Bringing Hard Money with Lenders and Developers Together with Brian Grimes. He's out of Chicago, and it was a good time. I had a really good time with him. Um, it, might have, it might have been Philly. Philly or Chicago, I can't remember exactly. But he's. we talk a lot about creative financing and working with lenders and kind of building the relationships. Episode 371, Get Your Money Out of Wall Street and Into Main Street. Talk about creative financing. I guess I'm a little biased to creative financing, but... Um, I love talking numbers with people. That was a great one about creative financing. Um, hey, can I mention something about creative financing real quick before you go on? Go ahead, go ahead, dude. Um, we just do what we do, right? We're just we're just <laughs> making it happen one way or another, right? With one headlight. Um, and then somebody messaged me on Facebook, like, "Hey, what's up, Anthony?" I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And hey, you know, happy to happy to chat with you. I'm like, "How yeah? How can I help?" Uh, he's like, "Man, you guys are killing it in creative financing." And I was like, "What does he mean by that?" Oh, oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I didn't realize how much we use it in our business, but it's like the bulk of what we do. Yeah. It's like the ba the baseline offer because you operate, when you operate broke, you always use creative finance. <laughs> we had to teach ourselves the ways. So that's what I was thinking about. Like in the sub two group, right? I always get FOMO like, man, they're killing it. We should be doing sub two. And I'm like, wait a minute. All we do is creative finance and nothing else. So it's kind of funny when I had that mind shift like i am doing that every day of my life like okay cool i feel better now i was getting fomo for a minute so i had a uh one of our students hit me up today and he's like oh this guy wants an rv park and then we tell our students like we don't do land i mean when we get offers anything with creative finance so like my my number of questions like do the can do creative finance and like oh yeah they want creative finance at seven percent so i look at the price and the cap rate it's like an eight cap for an rv park and they want 7% interest too. Like they're overpriced and they want interest. And I'm like, so use like a year ago, I would say, uh, forget it. Let's forget about it. Now I'm like offer a, a, a buyback in six years, interest only for 6% or uh, a master lease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it'll take, but I don't know. You never know to yeah. So I'll, I'll go let the student ask you learn as you grow, man. You learn as you grow. So I like, you know, we didn't know a lot of these techniques and strategies and I could just think about, you can't count the money going backwards, but you can revisit some old deals that you done or that we looked at and like, man, I, we really passed up on that one. Uh, oh, I told you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did tell you about uh, Jazz's deal. The lady's super happy to work with us, dude. She's so happy. She's like so thankful. Everything. Boom, 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 boom. Million dollar deal guys. And the lady is like, man, you guys are so amazing. I cannot wait. I would like to just talk to Anthony one day just to tell him how much I appreciate everything. And I was like, dang, really? Like, man, let's get her on a testimonial. <laughs> I didn't know she loved us that much. But yeah, man, it's cool. We're, we really are out there making impact. We're making impact. And I think, you know, we're making some decent change. I think it's about to get a lot better. 
but was, I just, again, like we're so busy doing so many amazing things. I can't even stop to give us credit for it. You know, I, I'm not saying that as being braggadocious. I hope I didn't come off as arrogant, but um, yeah, like, like I said about the creative thing and then this is like, we're just doing a regular deal. And then the lady's just like, Oh man, like I just have to talk to you guys. Like, man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. Like, Dang. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So we're, we actually are out there touching lives, man. People we've never met before. People we may never meet. Yeah. Our, our Florida seller said the same thing. Remember I sent you a screenshot? She says we saved her from no. foreclosure. That's a good feeling, man. That's a good feeling. She's just happy to work with us. So it was a good feeling. And we definitely helped. I think we help. I think we do good things. We always do good things. We always try and do right by everybody. Hey, I'm just trying to stay high. I'm always chasing the high. Like, uh, you know, it feels good to help somebody, man. And, and you, you feel like really happy, really proud of yourself. Like when I got that old man's you know, truck unstuck in the Texas desert, I was dying out there, man. And I, I got him out. I had, I, I should read you his text messages offline, man. He's so, so thankful, man. He's like, man, like, God bless you and your family. Yeah. He's excited, man. <laughs> no, it's a good feeling, man. Um, one of the, one of the episodes me and Anthony actually did a couple, it's coming out. I mean, it should be, it should, I see. This episode is actually 400. This episode 397 that we're talking about with Nick Huber. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I, Anthony, Anthony missed this next one, too. Uh, we talked with uh, Nick Huber. We talked about real estate storage and uh, building builds, building businesses with virtual assistants. Uh, we cover a lot of cool, interesting topics. How to do, like, guerrilla marketing with site <laughs> Dude, Nick Huber. Oh. That was dope. That was one of my favorite podcasts, man. I cannot wait to work with him and his dad. Uh, great, great, great connection. I'm like, man, we can just buy whatever that guy's selling. That's how cool of a connection he is. Yeah, very powerful speaker, smart, super smart guy. He's making things like that. And then the 399, which is before this one, is Anthony Amanatogi, which we actually went on his podcast and then we had we reciprocated and had him on ours. But he's a nationwide developer um, that does ground development for commercial tenants. So talk a lot about cool stuff like that. And uh, I think we have a episode coming out after 400 where he talks about creative financing with the with a net lease but a lot of cool stuff man but the last one i should say for last was one was a really really good one and it kind of came to fruition so please go check out 376 texas versus the world the water wars and uh me and anthony actually recorded this when i was in town and we're just driving back from castroville We just drive back to Castro. So like sometimes we catch like weird episodes and that's one of those weird episodes. We were, we were actually together at the time. We just recorded in the car and just started driving. We covered a lot of like the, the, the water wars, how people are actually fighting for water. A lot of in the United States. And it was pretty interesting because we were just, we were just talking and we talked about like uh, alfalfa being farmed in the U S and sent to the middle East. Cause alfalfa is really expensive over there to produce because it needs a lot of water. But check this out. We had a deal literally come in, last week where it's being delayed 30 days because somebody's buying the water company so yeah if you have not seen the the water wars episode stop this right now stop this whole entire podcast and go watch that one this is something right here that really really drives me and pushes me to continue into land and so you know if people unsubscribe from our product it doesn't really hurt my feelings um if you're not using a crm the way you know that we're teaching it if you have an effective way awesome but we're building ours like mlm style so if you don't have a CRM at all, I think you're making a huge mistake. Even get a free one, just not a sheet of notebook paper, or and please don't be doing spreadsheets. Um, get any CRM, you're going to need one. Um, I think that goes without saying. But um, what we're really doing here is we're paying attention to the landscape, right? Especially Texas landscape in our case. 
um, different areas, different cities, different markets that we're working in. Uh, water is a pretty scarce resource here. And even though that might be uncommon in other places, I've heard people say, oh, there's no water in Texas. If you have somewhere you are, you better protect it, right? So if, if you're, you got to pay attention to who's buying the land around you, who's buying the lakes and the rivers and the streams and the aquifers and the, and the surface water surface rights, you know, who's buying all that stuff, all that farmland, you know, those people are going to control the future. They're going to control the food supply. They're going to control the cattle. You know, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot, a lot of power shift happening, uh, you know, and some things that money cannot buy, right? If somebody buys your grandma's backyard and that corporation or that entity will not, or that country will not sell it to you at any price, that land no longer belongs to your family ever because it's never going to get sold back to the open market, right? So whatever entity comes in and does it, it's like, it's up to you to protect your own backyard, to learn what we're doing, to play at scale and uh, to, to recruit the people around you, because whether you like it or not, you are at war right now. You're in a proxy war. And if you don't know that you're at war, there's a pretty good chance that you're probably losing. So I would at least, you know, have a look at what we're doing, watch some of the videos, pay attention to, to, to how we're moving and the reason that we're doing it. We're empowering a lot of people, the, our friends around us. We're putting people in land that we would want to be neighbors with. Right. So we're setting up certain like fronts, if you will, around our areas that we want to protect. I recommend you do the same no matter where you live. And it's something that you need to start thinking about right away, because at some point in the future, again, once all that water land is gone, it's not going to be for sale ever again. So I think people need to move quick. They need to pay attention to what's happening because if you're just playing about the number of doors or the number of cash flows that you can build up to arbitrary numbers, um, I think you're, you have a dark future ahead. Talking about water, I just watched a video earlier today how, I don't know if you heard about the fires in uh, yeah, Hawaii. Apparently, people were trying to prevent the, the fires with like mm -hmm. their water hose and stuff like that, and the water actually got shut off. It either shut off or it ran out where they could the the and the hydrants the fire hydrants ran out of water so even the fire trucks couldn't fill wow. up their fire trucks to help support all the people in hawaii so it's an interesting i don't know interesting subject with the water that a lot of people might not think it's a main resource but it's a major resource that imagine, daily. imagine like right now yeah. like you can you can be trying to do a development in a certain side of town say hey, i'm gonna put 100 houses over here a bunch of nice families nope no water over there can't do it at all so that tells me that if it's that scarce, again, you need to start buying up those resources in your backyard, partnering with people, locking the stuff up, making it unavailable to the rest of the marketplace as quickly as possible. Because like, we don't know how long the land's going to be for sale. You know, you can buy it today. You can buy it tomorrow, maybe a year from now, two years from now. But sooner or later, these big corporations, these black rocks, they're going to come in and they're just going to swoop up all of the farmland and then different areas and, and, and all the waterland. And what are you going to do about it? You know, where are you going to grow your alfalfa now? You know, how are you going to grow hay for your horses? I don't care who you are or what you're doing. I think you need to get involved in this war. If not, you're helping You're helping the other side. Yeah, to the to the point where, like, all these big, large corporations are buying up the housing, where now it's being a build-the-rent <clears throat> model, to the point where there's hedge funds being created to, to build the rent, whole housing tracks being built the rent. So, like, as soon as the stock market and capital money, stock market money gets in, in the game, they can buy up everything. Literally everything. Interesting dynamic. Definitely need to keep track of what, what's going on. And there's a lot of underlying plays being happened right in front of our face. Yeah, man. So again, you know, I think just even not even coming from a from a place of, of negativity or saying, hey, this is going to happen. The darkness is going to come upon us. But we, we say it to create urgency, right? Like I said, you, you have to move while there's time. There's never a better time than now. Yeah, you, either you take command or you don't. And you could keep continue to play the game that you're already playing. But so this is a pretty important one. I, th I think everybody should be participating. We buy people leads. Like we help everybody. We, we do whatever we can do to make sure that people around us are moving and learning and, and growing at, at some rate. But like this is a, a call for help, you know, like a distress signal. Like we need everybody to get involved, man. We really do. Um, I, I think this is going to this, – this, this is – we're writing the future right now.
right? So if you're not participating, like I said, then it seems like you're in the way. <laughs> there you go. Episode 400 to the next 100 episodes. Right? Here's the <laughs> cheers. <laughs> you didn't tell me I would have brought an apple juice. <laughs> Juicy apple juice. juice. <laughs> Somebody yeah. open it for you, too. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, All right, we'll see you next time. Go like, subscribe, share, leave us a review. Go help we'll us find out. Find some gator with some people friend. that need to borrow gator funds. Out. Watch this YouTube video. We hope you found value. Please like, subscribe, and hit the bell. Watch more videos just like this one. Oh,